stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. This is Sarah from Texas, and I'm falling with G-Man into the void. Well, hey there, hello there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Into the Void, the podcast that talks about anything and everything paranormal. I am your ghost host with the most G-Man, bringing you the latest things that go bump in the night, real ghostly encounters, Halloween events, and Halloween-related news. As always, it is wonderful to be back here at Undercity Comics in beautiful Whittier, California. Bats and ghouls, do I have a magical episode for you. Joining me today is a woman who made a big announcement that not only shocked many of her followers on TikTok, but it has opened the gate for many questions that I and my co-host will have the pleasure of asking on this episode. But before I give too much away, I believe it's time to do what I love to do, and that is give a big shout out to your average witch. Join host Kim Kowalski as she interviews other witches from around the world. Your Average Witch is a podcast that allows other witches to feel free and comfortable about sharing their passion behind their craft. Your Average Witch is dedicated to talking about witch life, witch stories, and even a little witchcraft. You can find Your Average Witch on Spotify and many other podcast platforms. Or for all episodes and more, just visit youraveragewitchpodcast.com. That's youraveragewitchpodcast.com. And of course, what kind of podcast would this be without a word from our sponsor for this episode? Not, nope, that's not going. Nope. How about this? No, uh, that's it. Master, I'm not going. Master, what seems to be the problem? Well, Igor, if you must know, I cannot find a single thing to wear, and I am taking the missus out tonight. Well, Master, why don't you head on over to lovepainandstitches.com? What is this love, pain, and stitches? Love, pain, and stitches creates and designs unique handbags for the macabre lifestyle. Their handcrafted bags are made with quality materials and perhaps a hint of magic. You can complete your ensemble with the Pride of the Monster crossbody bag from the Vixen Collection designed by Michelin Pitt. Or perhaps you prefer a lovely green or purple glitter pumpkin shoulder bag from their Trick or Trash Collection. Only the most top quality bags found in the dumpster can complete the gray banshee look you seek. <laughs> Love, Pain, and Stitches. Be sure to visit their website, lovepainandstitches.com to find the perfect handbag to suit your individual tastes. And don't forget to browse their accessories for keychains, pins, and <laughs> stickers. I love stickers. Love Pain and Stitches. Find them at lovepainandstitches.com and follow them on Instagram at lovepainandstitches. Welcome back, bats and ghouls, to what I believe is a real Halloween treat of an episode. I believe it's time I bring out my co-host for this episode. Now, you heard him here on the show numerous times and has a podcast of his own. 
When he's not working behind the counter here at Undercity Comics, then he's manning the soundboard and winning the hearts of many listeners. Bats and Ghouls, please welcome a man who not only presses record, but is also one of the hosts of Keeping Up with the Nerds Variety Hour. Bats and Ghouls, please welcome Mr. Rene. I can do this all day. Bravo. Hey, Rene, it's always good to have you on the show. I'm always happy to be here. <laughs> I'm always happy because you always just, I love whenever I want to feel like talking about spooky things, you know, this show is great to do it on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No thank you. It's, <laughs> it's always a blast to have you on the show. Yes. Um, like I said, I think I mentioned before, we missed you. I know you were gone for a while doing yeah. your own thing with your own podcast, yes. yeah. which is a Great podcast, by the way. Thank you so much. I yeah. love listening to every episode. You guys have such knowledge uh, with with movies and, and comic books and memorabilia. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I got to ask you this question. Yes. Because you know that it's October. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's almost Halloween. Mm -hmm. So are you excited for Halloween this year? I actually am. I'm trying. To, I'm doing this year. I didn't do it last year because I tried like halfway through and I just stopped was I'm trying to watch a horror movie each day. Oh, for the month okay. Of October. Nice. So, yeah. So I'm just I'm it's I'm trying to make it to where I watch a new horror movie, but lately I don't have time, so I'll just like throw on a movie that's like, okay. okay. Like okay, I haven't seen this in a while. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I just uh, it's not a horror film, but I just recently watched the Frankenstein movie um, that was starring the actor who played um, Professor Xavier. Um, oh, was it? Um, Oh gosh, what's his name? I can't think of his name James right now. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah. And um, I almost said Rupert, but that's not right. Mm -hmm. uh, he played Harry Potter. Um, oh, that's Danny, Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, Daniel Radcliffe. They both uh, were in a movie called Frankenstein. Is it Victor Frankenstein? Because um, I think it was. It, it may be Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, because it's more. It, it's more about. Frankenstein and uh, Igor. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're uh, they're the way they interacted with each other and the way how they met and everything was beyond anything I had imagined. Mm -hmm. So really well done movie. Great Halloween film to watch. I might watch that. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about something here. Uh, your podcast, yes. you guys talk about a lot about, you know, uh, nerdy things. Mm -hmm. um, but there's something that happened to you. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're going to talk about this on your podcast. Yeah. So maybe you can give our bats and ghouls a little bit of a teaser. Mm -hmm. But you recently went to Disneyland. I did. I recently went to Disneyland for... The first time in a while, because I, the last time I went, it was a year before Star Wars Land was going to open up. So this was the year, and then now it's open again since the pandemic and stuff. So I decided to um, go there, but I was lucky and had the great fortune of uh, having a customer that works at Disneyland giving me uh, the cast member passes to go. Nice. So I, so I didn't have to pay uh, to go in, which was good. It was fun. I'm happy about that because that's the one thing that that makes me discouraged about going to Disneyland. It's just paying so much. Right, money right, right. Just keep going up. But I was happy to go. Uh, we had a great time. And then I did the one thing that I've been wanting to do since they opened up Star Wars Land was build a lightsaber. I am so jealous. <laughs> and Bats and Ghouls, I just want to say here, when I came into the studio today mm -hmm. um, and Renee just so happened to bring yes. the lightsaber that he put together. Mm -hmm. And I got to hold it. And I got to say... Mm -hmm. 
the chills, yeah. the, the tingles that go through you, the, the force was yes. definitely coming out. It was fun. <laughs> definitely fun. They make a whole good, really fun experience from it as well, too. And they make you give it, there's like four different themes you get to choose from. Nice. For lightsabers. So one's like the Jedi. One's kind of like a earthy kind of elemental vibe. One's about the Sith. And the other one's like kind of like the old Republic. Oh, I love vibe. it. Yeah. So it's all cool. Uh, so I had a chance to do it. They make a good, like a, a show out of it. You know, oh. you have like a lot of things. They mention a lot of different kyber crystals and you have. Well, like, let's not, let's yeah. not mention too much though. No, Cause I know you're going to be talking about it on it's your fun, podcast. Though. It was a definitely experience and definitely worth the money <laughs> I had to pay to go through it and stuff. So, but it was worth it. Definitely. Awesome. Oh, definitely. Wonderful. Well, you know, uh, speaking of Disneyland, uh, it is Halloween time yes. at Disneyland. And uh, the Halloween is my favorite, <laughs> favorite time of year. Um, as many of you know, Halloween is my, like I said, my favorite time of year. And as much as I enjoy the sweet, free candy that is given out each year, I have an even deeper love for this spooky holiday. You know, All Hallows Eve is not just a night of spooks and thrills, but also a time when mystery and magic come together. Join us, Bats and Ghouls, as we welcome a guest who defies the mystery of Halloween, all while providing a, a special treat along the way. Our guest for this episode is a singer, a self-proclaimed full-time witch, uh, has a degree in history, and is the co-owner of a wonderful shop known as the Ghoulish Garb. Ooh. <laughs> With over 160 followers on YouTube and more than 600,000, 60,000, sorry, 60,000 followers on TikTok. Can you believe that? That's crazy. That's insane. That's awesome. I think I have like 84. <laughs> I only have like, I think, 150. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we need to figure out this algorithm. Yes. It's a <laughs> tricky algorithm to find, to figure out is TikTok. Absolutely. Algorithm. Well, Bats and Ghouls, without further ado, it's time to grab your crystals and light some sage as as we fall into the void and welcome the one, the only, Miss Shanna Stoker. Hello. Hi, Shanna. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Shanna, this is a, 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 a pleasure, yes. uh, an honor, and a treat to have you on the show. Um, and as you know, this is a paranormal podcast, so we'll be getting into your own uh, paranormal encounter with, or I'm sorry, an encounter with the paranormal. Uh, but before we do, Shanna, let's have our bats and ghouls get to know you. All right, great. This is going to be so much fun. I'm 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 shaking over here right now because I'm just like, <laughs> and I say this because I've I've I'm, I'm a huge TikTok fan. I love your TikTok. Um, I love what you have to talk about, and we're going to get into what you're going to share here. Um, but the fact that like. It's that, you know what it is, Renee? It's when you get to watch somebody on TikTok and you get to watch them grow and become well more known. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now they're on your podcast. Yes. You know, it is such <laughs> an exciting feeling. Well, Shanna, uh, let's get into this. On August 6th of this year, you posted a very special TikTok in which you told your followers a little bit about who you are and why your last name was so familiar. So could you please share with us why that is? Absolutely. So, of course, my name is Shanna Stoker, and I am related to Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula. That's right? Crazy. Wow. I, I'm still in shock about this. <laughs> That's amazing. In a recent interview, you had mentioned that you discovered by the second grade that you were related to Bram Stoker. So give us like a like, like walk us through <laughs> the feeling that came over you, like that moment of when you came across this discovery. Absolutely. So, you know, I had heard about 
this I'd heard about him my whole life because it's something my family's very proud of and we talk about him just like any other family member in a way um so I didn't fully understand the gravity of who he was and like the importance of it of this like lineage uh until I was in the third or second grade and I had just um basically I just found out you know about the the fact that red um excuse me that the Black Plague was supposedly what inspired Ring Around the Rosie. So I wanted to write a horror story about it, you know, and I was oh, writing this okay. story around my grandparents on the Stoker side of the family. And they were so excited. They said, you're going to, you know, fulfill the, <laughs> the family name and <laughs> oh, bring it forward awesome. and bring it into the new millennia and everything. And, um, and it was just that was kind of when she when they they talked to me about that and made it a little bit more clear about how like he didn't just write a story, a Dracula, you know, I was used to seeing a million different types of Dracula stories. I thought he had just kind of written, you know, one of them or like, that's cool. You know, really nice. We got a, we got a writer in the family. Um, But no, they, when they like fully explained that he wrote the Dracula, I mean, he was the beginning of, of so many different cultural shifts um, with the macabre and with Gothic literature and uh, in general. I mean, just what we know as goth culture now has so much to do with what he started. And, and for me, I was a, I was a kind of strange kid. Like, I mean, I've always been a really kind and bubbly person, you know, on the surface, you might think I'm just, I was just a normal little girl, but I always had these interests um, and this like affinity for macabre culture and really strange, weird history and dark imagery. I loved, you know, spooky or scary stories to tell in the dark. I loved, I tried to find um, anything I could find in the library about just like you know, grim fairy tales that were really creepy or anything that I could, that was appropriate for a child to look at. And, um, you know, and it's just, I always kind of felt a little strange. None of my friends were interested in those types of things. I was always really obsessed with Halloween and always felt very, so very sad, like when it was over in a way that it wasn't just about candy or, or costumes, it was something more that I couldn't put my finger on. And I always kind of felt like, I don't know why, but I know it's here. I don't know why I'm like this, but I know it's it's true to who I am, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I kind of, I, you know, when adults are telling you or asking, oh, are you okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you're reading creepy stories and talking about them openly, uh, you know, you start to wonder if you are okay. And in the second grade, I remember hearing this and thinking, oh, that makes so much sense. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. It's okay that the rest of the world isn't as creepy and weird as me because it's kind of cool and unique that I am because I get it from the family. Absolutely. <laughs> it's okay it's to be different. Literally in your blood. Oh, yes. and it taught me that from a, such a young age. It really helped me realize like, I don't have to hide this part of myself. I can embrace it and I can enjoy it and I can, you know, I can decide what's cool for me and what I enjoy and it doesn't have to fit societal standards. And that's such a, that's a lot to think about it in second grade, but like, I, I really was, well, my mother's always said I've been an old soul since, since I was an infant and she, I would talk to her about these things. And a lot of times she would say, you know, who's talking to you about this stuff or why are you thinking about that? And I just, I don't know. I've just, always in my head <laughs> and I'm very observant or well I'm observant of behavior I'm not observant of like space and things that are you know if you move something I'm not going to see it but um I'm very very observant of, of human behavior I always have been and I've always tried to be self like observant of myself as well because 
I came from a, um, just kind of a traumatic childhood and, and you have to, you had, I had to be very aware of myself and it really knowing that he was my ancestor, knowing that what he did and how he impacted the very culture that I was consuming, that was told, you know, I was told was strange and odd and weird just made me feel like, okay, I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be and right. nobody else yeah. can take that from me, you know? Yeah. I like that feeling yeah. knowing that like, this is where I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah. And something yeah. I've, yeah. I've noticed too, is that like anyone that experiences trauma in their life, um, they tend to find their meaning later on in life mm-hmm. and, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, that's what they're destined to do. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. I, I think it's wonderful. Um, so Thank you. you, uh, now you had mentioned, uh, in a TikTok announcement that you also mentioned that you and a partner, uh, celebrated three years of, uh, of a co-owned store called the ghoulish garb. And, uh, it was because of this that you felt it was time to announce your relation to Bram Stoker. So how hard was it to keep this a secret? Honestly, it wasn't hard for me at all because, you know, not many people in my life, in my everyday life really knew it. Um, whenever I came out on the August 6th with that video, I went and posted it on my Facebook, which is mainly just friends and family. Um, while I say that I've got a lot of friends on there who I've met through (laughs) Facebook, but all of my friends and family who've known me in my regular life, that's how I keep up with them is on Facebook. And so I posted it and so many people who've known me for so long were so completely surprised. Uh, like, how did I not know this? And <laughs> and it's not something I just go and talk about often. Um, right, whenever yeah. we first came out with the business in 2018, I was urged by the people who did know, such as my family on both sides and, you know, a couple of friends that I talked to about this whenever it might come up in conversation when we're talking about things like that. I don't know. And, um, they urged me to, you know, you've got to make this a part of your business, a part of your brand. It would totally help you find reach and get interviews and get your brand going and everything. And, you know, I really genuinely thought about it for a moment, but it just didn't feel right. And I could not put my finger on it, but I knew I, I knew I needed to listen, listen to that intuition. And, you know, I would, I would understand later. I know when I feel those things, there's just, I know that I'm going to understand later. I might not understand now, but I need to listen. And so that's what I did. And I understood later. It's because I wanted to make sure that our business, our brand, our customer service, our, our, our products could all stand on their own two feet, you know, without the help of the name recognition and without people knowing, like I never signed anything with my last name. Mm -hmm. Um, whenever I would do correspondence with people or like customers, like I contact every customer on Etsy and eBay after they, after they uh, order something and Mm -hmm. say, you know, here's, thank you so much. Here's when it will arrive, that kind of thing. And, um, I always just kind of put Shanna or just Shanna S and I, I just really, it wasn't hard for me because even though I'm so incredibly proud of my lineage, it's, it's something for me that's like, more intimate, I guess, more of like, that's that he's, he's given me a huge piece of my understanding of who I am. And it just kind of feels like my normal family relationships, right? I don't just go around telling everybody about, oh, yeah, my uncle is this guy, or my sister is this person. And it's just in the same way, even though I know the significance is totally different, in that same way, that's kind of how I personally feel about it. So it wasn't really difficult. Um, 
well, what change? I don't know. I think it was our third anniversary. Just finally was like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm working on TikTok. I'm working on building my brand. I'm working mm-hmm. on building myself as the personality of the brand. And I'm finally ready to do that and like do it full force. And I'm ready to talk about this. I'm ready to like, you know, get the conversation going, but yeah. also make sure that I, <laughs> that people are very aware. I'm, I'm a spooky entrepreneur in my own right and a creator in my own right. And, but that is because very much because of his influence in my life and in my family. I like that too, that you, yeah. you didn't just say, Oh, look at me. I'm related to Bram Stoker. So you should go check out my store. You took the time to say, look, this is what I'm doing first. This is the brand that we are have created for this store. And you wanted people to really focus on that. And that is a very smart move, especially in a business world. Thank you. And, you know, a lot of people thought it was not smart because it was like, well, you could get so much bigger, so much faster if you just went ahead and did this. And I'm like, it's not about getting big fast. It's about longevity and it's about quality and it's about making sure that I'm creating actual relationships with the customer service that are with the customers and with the, 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 um, community, you know, and not as a, as a personality based on name recognition, but as a, as an entrepreneur, as a person that they go to with questions on tarot, with questions on, you know, products, with questions on witchcraft. And, and it's, it's, I feel like I finally really hit that mark of making myself that person. And now it's like, okay, let's, let's open the gates. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was going to say the same thing happened with, uh, I believe Stephen King's son, where he wanted Mm. to be a writer himself, but he changed his name to Joe Hill. And, um, he he's a comic book writer actually now, and he wow. became a big thing. He wrote a great series called Locking Key, that's on Netflix now. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, basically, and then after he became you know well known on his own, he opened up and said, "Yeah, well, Stephen King's my dad and stuff like that." He writes dark stories too. And well. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I never would have guessed. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So uh, so I see what you mean when you know you wanted to build your own brand, you know, off your own way and stuff like that. You know, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I love, I love the fact that like you have those authors that change their names mm-hmm. because you, they know that you know their father or their mother is a big time writer, and yeah. they don't want to just use that as a platform mm-hmm. to get started. They want to really mm-hmm. put in the work. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's wonderful. I feel the same way about this show too. Mm-hmm. Starting from the bottom and, and working our way up to the top. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't have anybody famous on my side, but at the same time, <laughs> I, I know what it means though, and I, I understand what it means to to you know be able to put in the work i love that yeah so uh it's before fun. it's very rewarding <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> oh no you're good I, you're good <laughs> so um <laughs> i'm like very excited today. yes you are <laughs> i am too i'm so excited and you guys sound wonderful i'm having a great time already <laughs> yay Thank you so um <laughs> before we move on to some questions i have uh more about your store the ghoulish garb i have two more questions i wanted to ask you um okay if Bram Stoker were here today, what is a comment that you would give him? And what is one burning question you would like to ask him? Ooh. That's such a good, oh man, those are great questions. <laughs> Honestly, the first thing I thought about this earlier, if he were here, you know, I think we'd have a really beautiful familial discussion. Mm. I would love to just talk to him about, about his life. I'd love to, but I really, the comment I would say is just, thank you for giving me the courage to be exactly who I am. Thank you for, for, you know, 
setting that path in motion to allow so many people, not just myself, to delve into the beauty within the darkness and and really appreciate that side of life. And I mean, he was such an important part of of that of starting that um, side of culture. And I just that would be my my thing is just thank you for what you've done because <laughs> I I love the community of that I'm a part of that is that is because of what he's done and because of his work. So that would be my comment. My burning question. Oh, I would ask him if he had any interest or had ever dabbled in the occult. Because uh-huh. I'm a, I'm a practicing witch. My uncle is a witch. Uh, I would love to talk to him about that. <laughs> Probably, I think it would be like secretly because I think back in that time, right? Because have, yeah, yeah, because they would have. Well, and the thing is, spiritualism uh-huh. was a little bit after him, right? But yeah. it was it was like that was that was it could have been not after him, but after whatever he was writing. Yeah, and I don't know. I just wonder if he if he'd ever dabbled or or how much of the research that was was really. Um, more hands-on yeah. you know for the story that stories that he wrote mm-hmm. interesting yeah interesting wonderful answers by the way thank you well shanna i gotta say this has been wonderful and so far um i have i do have many more questions to ask you but uh before i do it is time for a word from our sponsor for this episode Well, hey there, bats and ghouls. G-Man here. You know, when I'm looking to accessorize my Halloween attire, I go to lovepaintandstitches.com. Love, paint, and stitches. They bring you the thriftiest and spookiest handbags, purses, and accessories. Love, paint, and stitches is a mom and son team dedicated to designing and creating unique bags for the macabre lifestyle and for the spooky at heart since 2013. They offer customer handcrafted bags made with quality material and just a pinch of magic. The Love, Pain, and Stitches team strives to be creative with their designs and consistently work on making new and uniquely different bags that any Halloween lover could fall in love with. Love, Pain, and Stitches is a truly magical and devoted to their craft and continue to bring the night ablaze with their Vixen, Trick or Trash, and Pumpkin Cult collections. Visit lovepainandstitches.com to find the perfect bag to suit your individual taste. And don't forget to browse their accessories for keychains, pins, and stickers. Also, you can follow them on Instagram at Love, Pain, and Stitches. Welcome back, Bats and Ghouls. I'm here with my co-host for this episode, Renee, and we are on the phone with the lovely and talented Miss Shanna Stoker. So, Shanna, let's talk about your co-owned store, The Ghoulish Garb. Um, Where did this name originate from? Well, our first name was actually Psychopomp Apparel. And I love that name. I think it's cool. Yeah, that's, but that's it's actually definitely not the real okay, yeah, so that's he, a heck The only of a reason name. we switched that name <laughs> was because there was a uh, another company called Psychopomp Clothing, I think, or, or it wasn't a company, but I think they were artists and they also sold their art on shirts. Um, and they didn't have a lot, mm. but, you know, of course, they reached out and, and did the whole cease and desist thing. And we were like, yeah, we understand. That's yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
because I mean, we looked up psychopomp apparel and stuff, but like psychopomp clothing didn't, didn't come up. Um, and so, but you know, that was our warning. And honestly, I'm really glad it happened because as cool as psychopomp apparel sounds, um, it's not <laughs> indicative of our brand anymore. It's just not where it's not where we ended up. And the ghoulish garb, um, we were trying to just I was, we were trying to name it again, like figure out what the new name would be. And I love alliteration. If you look at our, well, well, not anymore, but our website used to have a ton of alliteration. I just, I, I don't know. That's how I write. I love alliteration. <laughs> oh, I yeah. find it funny. It's kind of yeah. like puns for me. I just freaking love him. Uh, <laughs> I just really love to play with words like that. Um, And so I don't know. I, I wanted something that conveyed obviously clothing and also because that was what we started with was just t-shirts and then now we have t-shirts and you know hoodies and a bunch of different types of clothing but we also have tapestries and phone cases and um, <laughs> posters and uh we you know lots of different types of things we, we have tarot decks now that we have created and designed from scratch that are all, all of our art and so um the ghoulish garb though the ghoulish is the most important part so we do try to focus on all things celebrating you know creating new designs that celebrate witchcraft and the macabre and halloween and spooky season but all year round mm -hmm. you know? i love that yeah all year round <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your website yeah right because now, i mean amazing. it's basically i would go to etsy if you want to look at our stuff uh -huh. etsy.com slash shop slash okay. the ghoulish garb okay. and uh but yeah basically it's just everything that makes me me well not everything i'm also a singer and actress and stuff and that stuff isn't isn't here but all the <laughs> and spooky stuff which is ever present in my mm -hmm. personality in my decor my home and mm -hmm. what I read and watch and talk about um you know and and the practice of witchcraft that I that I do on a daily basis and so it, it's just it's a pleasure to be able to create artwork for the community who also lives in that uh, spooky world where I do that's so wonderful. And um, I want to actually bring something up real quick here before we get right back into the uh, ghoulish garb. Uh, you mentioned that you are a singer. And um, before I even came into the studio and long before uh, we even talked, I was doing my research about you. And I came across um, your YouTube channel, which, uh, Renee, if you get a chance, mm -hmm. check out her YouTube channel. Yeah. She's got uh, amazing uh, singing with um, as as Aurora mm -hmm. uh, from Disney. Oh, thanks. Uh, oh, it's wonderful, dude. That's I mean, cool. just like spot on. It's 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 <laughs> literally I got like I have this thing where when I watch singers like if I get chills that just tells me how good of a singer they are and hearing her sing uh, the song um, I want to say it was uh, someday my prince will come I want to say it. I could be wrong mm -hmm. um, no that's Snow White but um but yes it was okay so that, yeah that is Snow White uh, oh gosh I can't yeah. think of it right now but um I know I sang it and I'm oh uh, uh one is it once upon a dream. Yes, that's it. That's oh, okay. <laughs> Once upon a dream, mm -hmm. you've got to hear the way she sings this. Definitely. I mean, we're talking spot on. This <laughs> is it was I brought chills seriously. Um, but oh, one of the other videos you. that I saw mm -hmm. uh, that I have I'm a huge fan of the singer. Um, I wish I can give you the name right now. I should have looked him up earlier. I do apologize. <laughs> but uh, Shanna sings Minnie the Moocher. And it was yeah, so Cap good. Callaway. Yeah, Ka there we go, Cap Calloway. Okay. Um, oh, that was so much fun to watch. She got <laughs> the audience you. involved in everything. Song. 
<laughs> yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. Um, so I know we're veering off here. I just I yeah. had to bring that up because you you know we had mentioned you are a singer um, and you have such a great voice. And I encourage uh, all my bats and ghouls to please check out uh, your YouTube channel because the the singing is just phenomenal. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So Shanna, um, something you and I have in common. Um, and I, and I, when last time we had talked, when we first talked before about coming onto the show, uh, you and I both actually have something very in common, which is our love for Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, so very much. <laughs> Such a wonderful town. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an episode we were supposed to do actually where I was supposed to talk about my adventure in Salem, uh, cause I finally got to go and yeah. we didn't get to do it, but, um, the reason I bring this up is because I was wondering if, do you think you'll be opening up a shop in Salem in the near future? I wouldn't say the near future, but let me tell you, it is absolutely a goal of mine to one day have a shop, a physical space. Mm-hmm. That's not just a place to come and look at our merch and everything, <laughs> but also a place where you know, there's a cozy corner to sit down and maybe talk to somebody about tarot or read a book or, you know, that it's, it's a, it's a safe place. There's calming feeling there. And we, we might have, um, classes on the weekends on tarot reading or on oh, how to make your wonderful. own herb candle or, or spell oh, candle awesome. or that kind of thing. Um, and I'd love to just create a, a, a space where the community can convene and can find, you know, that niche within a niche type of thing that that's just a very comforting place. And I've, I've got this idea. I've had it for years. I've had this feeling of just like, I'm going to have this place one day and it's going to be more than just a retail space. It's going to be kind of a little safe haven, uh, a little, it's going to be a full experience. And I, I really, really am excited to make that come to fruition one day. It will not be in the near future, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know, that would be but fun hopefully, It's a goal. <laughs> hopefully it will come. It will come someday, you know, Someday really cool. my shop will come. There we go. Yeah, there, you know what? That might be another song that you can there just you perform, and, we, and then we'll just blow it up on yeah, YouTube. That song just paid. Yeah, that's so right. My shop will come. That is that's a heck of a title. <laughs> Top ten Billboard right there. Right there. Yeah. I can see it already. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Today on the Top Ten uh, Billboard songs, someday my shop will come has reached from number five <laughs> to number three. <laughs> So, um, oh as I, uh, as I mentioned, when we introduced you onto the show, uh, you have a degree in one of my favorite subjects, which is history. Um, yes. in what ways did that help you with the ghoulish garb and your practice with witchcraft? So, you know, the research or the history degree is just essentially a lot of research and writing research and writing. Oh yes. I can and agree to that for sure. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, that has directly influenced the way that I go about um, designing my tar- our tarot cards. So my my business partner and I, whenever we go to design a card, we go ahead first and we determine, okay, like, for instance, we're working on a new goddess tarot deck that's um, it's going to incorporate goddesses from different pantheons around the world. Whoa. And um, and we're almost done with the major arcana. We're going to actually have that. We're planning to have the major arcana deck released at the end of next year and then we're going to go back and, and work on minor arcanas for our decks but awesome. we've been very much in experimental phases of like do people want this do they right. will they like our art and they very much have which we're so grateful for but that's why just to answer a question that will inevitably come uh from people who look at our store that's why we don't have minor arcana yet anyway 
But going back to it, the way that we do um, a design is we we sit down and we look at the cards. You know, we will, for instance, list all of the major arcana out and then a myriad of characters or in this case, goddesses that we want to incorporate in the deck. And then we go through and, and we went and did research on each of these goddesses, not only on, well, first we researched goddesses that were popular. So we tried to find goddesses that are being searched for in, you know, in Google um, and, you know, trying to look at like chat rooms and different things like that, talking to my witch friends, um, reading books and just trying to figure out, okay, what are the, what are the best goddesses that we can, not the best goddesses, but what are some of the most popular goddesses that a lot of people who are going to visit our store might work with and want to see art representing them. And also what are some goddesses from some less represented cultures? Like we have Yamaya from the Yoruba culture and, um, we have Isis and from and Bastet from the Egyptian culture. And so like, we really tried to do our research there first. And then once we had our list of names, we did research on each individual uh, goddess on their stories, their, the, just the mythos in general, mm. um, the, you know, what colors and animals and uh, characteristics are associated with them. What do they look like? What are they? And then from there, because we know the tarot, we go through each of the tarot cards and look at, at the story we're telling there and say, okay, which goddess and her characteristics and everything we've learned about her fits well with this card. Now that we have all those listed, once we get that figured out, then we go back through individually and we do even more research. (laughs) And so I'm doing, I mean, it's just so, so much research. And that's why it takes so long for us to get these cards out because we are very much in this sense, we are perfectionists and we are about quality over quantity. Okay. Um, okay. You know, and we do have a, the, we do have a great quantity of stuff in our, in our store because of the fact that every design that we have on a tarot card is also available in everything we sell phone cases, tapestries, blankets, etc. Okay. And yeah, I've seen so that. we have a great, you know, and usually there's different versions of that card. Um, but, but when we really, when we do these designs, it's, I mean, it can take us anywhere, but it usually takes about three to four weeks per design through the entire process wow, okay. because my, my partner and I are not inclined when it comes to, um, actual like artistry, like putting it on the paper or in the, in, you know, on the computer. Uh, I wish I was, but I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm a singer. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, an artist in that way, but I'm a very, very visual person. I can see exactly what I want in my head. And then what I do, once we have all of that figured out, my partner and I, um, I go back through all of our notes, all of our research, everything that we've decided. And I write in extreme detail, a piece, you know, a note, not a note, a document, saying, okay, this is what we want for this card. This is the feeling of the card. Here's the color scheme. Here's the angle of her head. Here's, we want her toe in this position behind her is this, and it's going to look just like that. You know, I mean, it's just, everything is completely detailed because we wanted to make sure since we were using a third-party artist, that it still was 100% our art and not, you know, that we weren't going to be, um, jipping someone for their work or their creativity right, you know? <laughs> right, yeah so and we've got a wonderful relationship with our artist he's incredible i love him so much we've been working with him for years now and um but you know he and he works well with all of the incredibly detailed descriptions that i give him and so our process after we've done the research so that takes days or a while and then we've determined um 
what what the card's going to look like. That takes a while. And then I contact my ER artist. He sends us a sketch after a few days. We revise the sketch with notes and send that back. He gives us another uh, example of the sketch. We send notes on that again. He gives us a final and we send notes on that again. So it's it's a very long process of revision of tweaking of you know her eye needs to come down about 30 percent you know or like or it's just things like that it's just the it's a lot of detail work and I love it and I think because of my history degree because of the the amount of detail that I had to do with my research and my writing um that absolutely prepared me for this part of my job and I love it I find so much joy in it I can definitely hear uh, the joy that, that's for sure yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at you because I thought you had a question. No, no, no I'm good. I'm good. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so, oh, my gosh. That's wow. Okay. So <laughs> you you guys are, are definitely very uh, detail-oriented uh, when it comes yes. to these cards. Um, they are, by the way, uh, looking at the website, they are, you know, the, the package that it comes in. Yeah. Um, I mean, attention to detail, yeah. you know. Um, beautiful Thank stuff. You. Really beautiful stuff. So um, this is a pretty much a yes or no uh, question, and then I have a follow-up question to it. Um, are, now, we had talked about how you had pra- you practiced witchcraft. Um, are you a self-proclaimed witch? I am, yes. Okay. So um, what would you say is the most common misconception about witches today? That all witches are Wiccan. Ah, interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. That's the question I, or not even question. That is the assumption that I come across the most that I have to, that I have to just kindly, you know, very gently and kindly, because it's not, it doesn't offend me or anything, but I just want to, I just always say, actually, I'm not Wiccan. Um, And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, every, every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square kind of thing. (laughs) Every Wiccan is a witch, but every which is not a Wiccan. So, um, for instance, my uncle who taught me about witchcraft in the first place, he is a practicing, or he actually converted to Judaism. And, um, so he practices witchcraft along with his Jewish tradition as well. And like, we come from, we, we do have some Jewish heritage. So, um, yeah, but, but we grew up Christian, both of us. And so, I have friends who are Christian witches. I have friends who are satanic witches. I have friends who are more atheists and just simply focus on the energies of the secular world, more of that kind of thing. And I personally am not, um, I don't, I'm not a part of any particular religion, but I am incredibly spiritual in the way that like I do, I grew up Christian and for me, the, you know, I was very, very spiritual and I grew up Christian by choice. I mean, my family was yes, Christian in the way that they, they called themselves Christian, but I, I started going to church by myself when I was 11. Wow. Um, okay. And then I slowly got my family to start going with me because I was just performing all the time and they wanted to see me, but I've always been drawn to trying to understand the spirit. And, um, and for me, the way that I grew up in Christianity also plays a part in my witchcraft, even though I'm not a Christian anymore, because the relationship I formed with God, even though I don't necessarily think of 
God anymore as the man in the sky with the white beard. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think of God more now as just this ever present and beautiful and uh, genderless. I don't like to use particularly gender terms for me, um, but, you know, just kind of this beautiful, ever present energy. And that's palpable in everything and everybody and, and is around you and, and all the times and <laughs> at all times. And uh, that's yeah. kind of, been something for me of just understanding that the same relationship I've had with God my entire life of feeling peace and love and connection. I like, was, yeah, you know, I like and that. I've never, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I like that. I like how you, how you put that about it being not <laughs> a, a specific person, but just the type of, you know, yeah. energy and feeling that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it the fact is. that you said that it wasn't, you know, a gender specific. Um, I, I enjoy that. I, I know some people in my life who, uh, when they talk about God, they, you know, some people like to put it as she likes to, you know, look yeah. over us or other people like to put it as he likes to look over us. And I feel like that's the most common thing is, uh, not to get into a huge religious debate or anything, but <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, yeah. from, from what I'm hearing here. I know I don't, I don't want to get too into that, but, <laughs> but for me, I mean, I, I talk about it a lot because it is something, um, it is something that like, I haven't really heard a lot of perspectives in the same view as mine that are coming from Christianity and realizing like, you know, prayer always felt like it really worked well for me. And as I've moved into my witchcraft, I believe, you know, it's more about manifestation and your energies and your mm, psycho, yeah, um, you know, the, the, the actual <laughs> synapses of your brain and what <laughs> you're, where you, you know, what type of uh, energy you're putting out with your perspective and with what your intentions are. Mm. That is all manifestation is. And that is what prayer is. That's what I've always done with prayer. And so I believe in prayer. I believe in all of that because it, I've seen it both in my Christianity and in my witchcraft. And it's very, it's this universal thing. I mean, if you look at all religions, like it's, there's prayer, there is manifestation, there are miracles that happen or, or manipulation of energy or matter. And it's just really um, interesting to think about because that's kind of what led me to to witchcraft was it's an eclectic culmination of all of that for me. And it also says, I don't have to live within a label, even though witchcraft is which calling myself a witch is a label. Mm. Um, I'm just a very eclectic believer. I'm a very uh, open believer. And I, I believe in the validity of all religions in that way, because I think it's, I think all of the gods and deities we, that we do um, confide in and that we do form relationships with uh, are all part of this universal energy and this universal God. And so that's why I think it's it's given me such peace and such understanding and such um, a kind perspective towards lots of different views and and, pers- and people's beliefs because I really genuinely believe they're valid. Wonderful, I love that. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. <laughs> so I know uh, we had mentioned about talking about a paranormal paranormal encounter, and we are running a little bit lower on time than I had anticipated. Um, so oh, we sorry. Can, oh no, 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 no. no, no this is I know, no, absolutely Don't not. This is it. you. You have been absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to do is this. Uh, I would like to ask you one last question, and then I would love to be able to have you come back onto the show again, so we can definitely talk about a little bit more about your paranormal encounter. Would that be okay? I would love that. Okay, perfect. All right. So uh, the last question that I have here then is, um, (laughs) um, because I I have all these questions in front of me and I'm like, (laughs) what am I going to ask? Okay. So um, as you mentioned, you are a self-proclaimed witch. So this last question is, has witchcraft allowed you to peek into the veil 
of the paranormal? Ooh. Actually, it's vice versa. The, ver- the paranormal has always been a part of my life. And that led uh, me okay. to a lot of the questions that led me to, to witchcraft. Oh. Because I've, I mean, my first paranormal experience that I re- still remember to this day, day very vividly was when I was eight. But I've had plenty before that. I just, they weren't as vivid. Um, okay. And I'd love to talk about that sometime. But, you know, I've had paranormal experiences, very detailed ones my entire life. And that really a lot of that led me to to kind of questioning a lot of the walls that I had been put up or that had been put around me because of of Christianity or just because of simpler similar beliefs. And um, yeah, it really it was the other way around. It led me to my witchcraft for sure. But I but like being that. a practicing witch yeah. has also helped me better understand what I'm seeing and feeling and how to communicate. Um, and it's, it's been this beautiful symbiotic relationship between my paranormal experiences and my witchcraft. Oh, wonderful. Okay. That is wonderful. Oh my gosh. Ah, I don't, I don't want to say we have to go, but we are running out of time. <laughs> um, but Shanna, I would love to have you come back onto the show and definitely uh, let us hear about your paranormal experiences that you've had. And also, so um, yeah. something that you've mentioned uh, and other uh, other podcasts that you've done uh, is talking about the being born with a veil over your eyes. And I wish we had more time to talk about this, but I would love to get more into that as well, mm-hmm. um, because I had been. It doing- was actually my grandmother. Oh, your grandmother. OK. Oh. It was her grandmother that uh-huh. was born with a veil over her eyes. Oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah. But she did. She did tell me I, that that she knew that I had the gift as well. Yeah. I would love to talk about that too. Oh, there's so much that we have to cover and we don't have (laughs) enough time. I'm so sorry, but listen, no, this has been great. Love to have you back on the show again. Um, We'd love to be able to cover more. And uh, again, thank you so much for telling us uh, about how the paranormal has actually opened your eyes to the veil. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) So listen, we're, uh, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor for this episode. Suffering from lack of interest of your average clothing apparel and accessories? Does your plain Jane shirt fail to excite you? Not to worry. This is a common occurrence and thankfully can be easily remedied. Cursed Creatures. Cursed Creatures has the shockingly appealing apparel and accessories to liven up any night. Bring the excitement in your evenings back from the dead with any of the exciting cursed items from Cursed Creatures. Cursed Creatures has everything you could need to brighten up the dark corners of the cemetery, including monster masks, pins, stickers, patches, and plushies. And be sure not to miss out on the exciting t-shirts they carry at Cursed Creatures. With mummies, vampires, werewolves, and bats, you will find all you need for an evening stroll through the graveyard at Cursed Creatures. Just visit them at cursedcreatures.bigcartel.com. That's cursedcreatures.bigcartel.com. Well, Shanna, this has been a wonderful episode, and I'm sorry that we have run out of time, and I cannot wait to have you come back onto the show, but getting to know you and allowing our bats and ghouls to not only discover who you are, but also have a better understanding for what it means to practice witchcraft. 
Thank you so much for having me. You guys have been such a pleasure to talk to you, and I really look forward to coming back on your show. Oh, I can't oh, wait. That's, that's going to be so much fun. Thank you. So, Shadow, <laughs> um, before we end this magical episode, can you uh, inform our bats and ghouls where they can get their hands on this ghoulish garb merchandise? Absolutely. You can go to etsy.com slash shop slash the ghoulish garb. That's all one word. And that will be probably the easiest place that you can find. Uh, and also contact me if you have any questions at the ghoulish gal at gmail.com. You can also contact me through the Etsy shop. I take care of all of our customer service. I'd be happy to speak with you anytime. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, I believe that is all the time we have for today's episode. If you enjoy this episode as much as I have, and I've had a lot of fun yes. on this one, uh, and would like to hear more of this episode, episodes like this, then be sure to tune into any of our previous episodes, which you can find on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now on Amazon Music. That's right, we are on Amazon Music. Also, give a follow on both of our social media pages, Facebook at PodParanormal87, Instagram at VoidPodcast18, and Mats and Ghouls, I have a very special announcement. Into the Void is having a Halloween giveaway. Yes, that's right, Bats and Ghouls, our No Tricks, Just Treats giveaway will be posting very soon. In fact, submissions for a chance to win an amazing gift will begin on October 25th. And this is brought to you by The Ghoulish Garb and Love, Pain, and Stitches. That's right. Yes, Love, Pain, and Stitches has given us a special treat to be able to give our first prize winners and The Ghoulish Garb. We have two treats yes. for our our second and third place. That is cool. Yeah. So for more information, be on the lookout on our Instagram page. That's Instagram at Void Podcast 18. Also, make sure to visit our website at IntoTheVoidPod.com to check out all of our latest in-studio pictures and more. Did you know we have a YouTube channel? That's right. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel, Into the Void Podcast. And before I forget, check out our show store on Etsy right now for the first time ever. Into the Void has a Halloween shirt. That's right, a Halloween shirt. You can be the proud owner of our Bats and Ghouls t-shirt for the Halloween season. Now, this is a limited time t-shirt. So, when the clock strikes 12 on Halloween night, these shirts will be gone forever. So be sure to grab yours while supplies last. And don't forget, we have mugs, t-shirts, pillows, and more. You can find it all in our store just visit etsy.com and search into the void shop store that's into the void shop store lastly a big thank you to renee oh, thank you thank you so much for joining me on this episode no problem and i can't wait for everyone to hear your talk about uh your experience at disneyland some more yes thank you so much for sharing that with us today no problem. all right well be sure to join me in the next episode as we welcome a very special mystery guest mm -hmm. for our Halloween special. That's right. So be sure to tune into the next episode and it's also the last episode of the season. No. Can you believe it? Wow. Oh my goodness. All right, bats and ghouls, I have got to go get set up for an exorcism. So until then, I'm G-Man and I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. <laughs>